Hello, I'm Mark Snowden, and this is my podcast. The title of this one is simply Mattering. The question is, does what you do matter to others? Another way of looking at this is, are you relevant? While I was attending a church growth workshop back in 2005, I heard a, a leader tell the attendees to place their greeters at their church doors that represented the kind of person that their church wanted to attract. And he kind of tongue-in-cheek said, if that's 90-year-old men, well, then that's okay. Now, who do you think that highly literate pastors and highly literate Bible study teachers or even witnesses using tracts attract? What I'm going to refer to is two studies that were released in 2011. Maybe you heard about them. One was by the University of Nebraska, and the other was by the American Sociological Association, and they came out just a, a couple of months apart. It showed that whites in America with high school educations declined in their frequency of church attendance, while those with college degrees were the most frequent attenders today. Churches across America, and maybe your church too, have attracted those who are like them. And our churches have a very literate worldview preference. <clears throat> Almost everything that most believers typically are taught to do supports a literate worldview. Just think about it. We have projected scripture, even projected words to hymns or songs, reading verses from all over the Bible during a sermon or even a Bible study, using fill-in-the-blank handouts, summarizing biblical narratives, conducting word studies, and exegeting text for all others uh, that create a non-reproducible environment by church members. All they can do is sit and get. And there's a disconnect from the general population who do not have a literate preference by church leaders who have a remarkably high literate worldview. And pastors wonder why believers rarely attract people other than those who are like themselves. Now, roughly half of everyone in the vast majority of American households struggle with literacy levels that are used in the Bible. Now, that literacy statistic, half people struggling, is from the U.S. Department of Education. They conducted adult literacy studies in 1993 and again in 2003. They didn't continue, I think, because all the studies they did was proved that literacy was declining despite millions of dollars invested in America's educational system. Who knows what it is 20 years later? However, there's one truth that emergency emerges from literacy according to a Georgia Baptist literacy worker. She told me that those who train adults to read find that if they become followers of Jesus, that they want to read the Bible for themselves and work harder at their literacy training. Now, training that relies on a purely literate approach in our churches produces believers that cannot easily pass along what they have learned. They often become irrelevant. They don't matter. Meanwhile, I've heard complaints from some of the most highly educated pastors as I've traveled the globe that their church members are just not witnessing as they should. 
The truth is, is that our church leaders have not been equipped with the model that is reproducible outside their stained glass windows. Instead, all that the rank and file church members can do is put in a good word for Jesus or invite people to church to hear their pastor or experience the music or have a Bible study explained to them. No wonder so many churches have turned worship services into a show. Grant Lovejoy is a friend of mine. He's in charge of orality for the International Mission Board. He wrote something in the Journal of Evangelical Homiletics Society called, But I Did Such Good Exposition, Literate Preachers Confront Orality. And he said this, So the ways of learning, thinking, and communicating that are second nature to most homiletics professors are dependent on high levels of literacy. We have had literacy skills so long that we forget what it was like before we acquired them. So we seldom recognize the literateness of our homiletical methods. We expect our students to use these skills in preparing and presenting sermons, perhaps unwittingly to the detriment of their leaders. Grant wrote this in 2001 when he was the preaching professor at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. A pastor's ability to explain the Bible to others is highly valued in seminaries and Bible training schools. However, is telling every detail of a passage the equivalent of a lawn sprinkler hoping some drops wet the random blade of grass? Look at it this way. Small groups that don't lecture but ask powerful, open-ended questions do a great job at getting people to think. They interact with the text and can reproduce it orally in the workplace. Exegesis is not wrong, but it depends upon who says it. If believers do the exegesis as the Holy Spirit leads them, then the church leader, and especially the Bible study teachers, can do a better job of making disciples like Jesus did, and that priority matters.